the intention of the podcast is to help guide people back to their true selves so I'm really excited to speak with you I feel like this is a really important topic and it's it's a big part of all of our lives like sex is a part of all of our lives so why wouldn't we want to get to know that on a more intimate level so yeah I would love to know what your journey has been like um with sexual pleasure yeah of course uh, I'm curious about yours as well so I might ask you later (laughs) um so yeah the earliest I can remember I was around eight and uh, I had no idea what I was doing exactly I mean um I knew what I was doing technically but I didn't know what was happening in my body Uh, Mm -hmm. I only knew that it felt really good and therefore I should do it um I didn't have that talk with my parents. My parents never told me about sex at all. Like I had really few conversations about that with my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like I said, it felt good. So I was doing that. And I cannot do that uh, everywhere. So in the classroom, like at my house, uh, anywhere, like dining room, wherever, until like, yeah, the adults started to look at me differently and make me feel ashamed of what I was doing, but still without giving me any talk about why should I feel ashamed about that. So I started to understand that this is something private, but I was still not connecting um, the sexual part of that because, yeah, I didn't have very much uh, sexual education in school. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it took time to for me to realize that, no, this is actually a masturbation. And when I realized that, I was like, oh my gosh, I did that in the classroom with like everyone oh, the teacher. And oh my gosh, I want to hide right now. <laughs> wow. I, I think, yeah, when you become aware of that, you're like, wow, did, did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wow, that's incredible. And so like, what's your relationship with like your sexual intimacy like now? Uh, Right now, it's actually the best it uh, ever been. Uh, I'm 41, so I keep on telling people who are scared to turn 40 that, no, this is amazing. Like, you should should be like excited to to turn 40 because it's it's really, the connection is so strong that I don't Mm. realize is there anymore. Like, I don't realize Mm. that um, how can I say that? For some people, like and me before, it takes some effort and some practice. And now the practice is like it's part of my life, so I don't feel it. I don't feel yeah. like I have to make any effort. It's just that mm-hmm. I can connect with my sexual energy pretty uh, easily and um, talking as well with my yoni, which some people are just like, "What? You're <laughs> talking with your yoni?" But when there's a huge decision to make, like in career life or love life or whatever I just like connect with with my sickle chakra to check mm-hmm. in how does that feel like around this area feel tense mm-hmm. if I say yes to that decision or it feels like loose if I say no it's really mm-hmm. like help helping me um navigate my life and taking decisions wow that's beautiful what would you say to someone who's like really just not in touch with that aspect of their life, but maybe they're curious. Mm. Um, well, I have tons of books to recommend, first of all. Uh, that's how I started. Um, I started also by discovering myself um, with a boyfriend, 
like I started masturbating really young <clears throat> and around 16, I got a boyfriend, but same, like the sexual education was really minimal. So I heard about the clitoris, but I was not exactly sure which part it was. So yeah. instead of like grabbing a mirror and looking and like trying to figure it out myself, I already had a boyfriend and we were trying to figure it out uh, together. Mm -hmm. um, like I was really fortunate to be able to talk with that person and mm -hmm. to tell him like, yeah, it feels good, but it feels better when I'm on my own. Like, I don't think I have orgasm. So we, we, we tried together to like understand how we work and finally got there. But mm -hmm. I learned with him. Uh, about my anatomy so I was really fortunate to have someone uh, open about that um, mm -hmm. but I would recommend to that person to really grab a mirror and it's hard like the first time I really grab a mirror and like intentionally sit in front of the mirror and look at my uni it was not that long ago and my ego was like come on I know what's down there I don't mm -hmm. need to look at it I was like come on like let's just have a look at it just to see what all my partners I've been seeing, right? Yeah. And it's amazing. And then I started, um, I started implementing that practice of masturbation while looking in a mirror. I was looking mm -hmm. at the and masturbating at the same time and really got very fascinating about what's happening, what's happening um, on my, on the anatomic level that I can see when I'm orgasming because I can feel what's happening mm -hmm. when I'm orgasming, but what's happening that I can see. Huh? So that was fascinating. And it's way better than porn. Like, no, <laughs> no question. <laughs> wow. You know, I had a very similar experience recently for the first time in the mirror. And it just opened up a whole new world and it actually just helped me see my sexual power in such a different way in a more respectful and divine and like universal way and I'd never seen it like that before I was like holy <laughs> beep like mm -hmm. I see myself so differently after that and I wonder what your perspective is on this like what what's like the general um like what I'm trying to say is like the feeling that I get from the people that I bring up is that like uh, like sex is almost like mistreated in a way and it's like not respected it's kind of like you just want to get the job done or you know people don't really enjoy it as much as they could do um like have you have you noticed that with the people around you as well yeah, definitely. And I noticed that in myself as well. I can see the shift. That's what I'm saying. Like the 40s mm -hmm. is a big deal. It's a big decade. The 30s were already good, but the 40s is another dimension. Um, mm -hmm. I would say in my 20s, there was a lot of exploration uh, with that partner. And, um, and I think in my 30s, I started to want to explore the male version of sexuality mm. like what it is to be a man so really having sex a little bit not a little bit like let's be honest meaningless sex I was having meaningless like sex oh. a lot of sex exploring with a with like different partner but there was mm. no connection like it was mm. nice mm. I had like a lot of good time and a lot of fun but mm -hmm. It was more about quantity than quality. And right. yes, I could come like, like that really easily. 
but it felt like I was pushing my sexual energy out of my body and really pushing, like, you know, when you tense like that, because the orgasm is already, like, it's coming and you, you all tense like that and you're kind of forcing it to mm. arrive and, like, to push it out. So I feel like that part of my life was very performative. It was really uh -huh. male-based and I wanted it this way. I chose to, like, experience sex uh, through the lens of like masculinity and mm. so I realized that yeah it's like I'm in control um, I am the boss of my sexual experience but there's no connection it's yeah it's missing something it's fast it's rough and uh, yeah and then I moved to a like more slow and uh, more connection and then I discovered Tantra and that blew my mind completely blew my mind Wow, tell me about Tantra, because like I've heard of it obviously, but I actually don't know much about it. Uh, so I'm not a practitioner, so for me to describe Tantra, I might say the wrong thing, so I apologize in advance if someone yeah, is listening. And it, great. Yeah. So uh, Tantra actually, only about 5% of Tantra is sex. The rest is mm -hmm. actually practice yoga. Um, so yeah, only five percent is about sex, and um, it's a lot of that connection and the energy in the body and the breathing. So the three pillar about um, tantric sex is breath, movement, and sound. Mm -hmm. so, like I was saying, when I was exploring the masculine side of sex, I was holding my breath when I was tense like that, so the energy cannot circulate. Yeah. So in Tantra, when we explore more the feminine side of sexuality, we're breathing like it's a circle of breathing and we're breathing with our partner. You can do Tantra on your own, you can do with your partner and you like do like um, opposite breathing. So if I exhale, my partner mm -hmm. will inhale and we do circular breathing like that. While mm -hmm. at the same time on the exhale, you're going to make some sound, whatever sound uh, arrives to you and it sounds silly at first when you try you feel really silly because yeah. you're in a workshop like I started as a single person in a workshop with a lot of single people so I end up like doing those exercises close on with some mm -hmm. stranger and I'm just like we look ridiculous right now and I know it's my ego talking so I have to like yeah. wait until my ego is is gone and then we can finally practice and yeah. the third one is movement so it's like movement of the hips where mm -hmm. around the sacral chakra area so you can mm -hmm. move that energy up and down and up and down so i was very fortunate last year to start dating a wonderful man who finally wants to uh, experience tantra because there's a lot mm -hmm. of vulnerability in tantra mm -hmm. we do a lot of talking there's a lot of diets where you talk and being witness and listen to and it's really um deep question like you're gonna mm -hmm. look at your partner in the eyes and answer the question what is your biggest fear or what is your biggest desire and it's it's really hard when you really want to yeah. be honest and answer that question to your partner while it's just there listening and looking at you in the yeah. eyes it's intense but that gets yeah. um, that gets us together even on a deeper level so wow. that's my definition of tantra so people can add on that tell me i'm yeah. wrong but that's what i experienced with tantra oh my gosh that's so beautiful i can sense like just how deep that connection can go by being so vulnerable as well mm -hmm. wow 
what are some tips to like relax in in the bedroom you know when like the egos like get like blaring or people feel really uncomfortable what are some tips to really like yeah let go yeah that's a good question um i've been exploring mindfulness in the bedroom so i've been meditating for uh years now i had uh, my yoga teacher training and I started meditating during my training and I went through 10 days uh, silent retreat meditation. And then one day I thought, well, I could try that maybe in the bedroom, just like being in meditative state while being in the bedroom with a partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there's actually uh, a book called um, Better Sex with Mindfulness. And it's mm. fascinating. And when I was listening to that book I thought yeah that's exactly what I want to teach and how I want to coach people is to use mindfulness in the bedroom because that's that's how you can change your sex life like big time Um, so I would say if you have a meditation practice just keep on doing that and bring bring that in the bedroom because what happened to me is when I went to the Vipassana retreat the 10 Mm -hmm. days silent retreat with meditation uh, I don't know if you've done one no but very curious yeah so you have no phone no books you cannot write notes like nothing no distraction at all you don't talk to each other you don't even look at each other in the eyes so it's really wow. weird um you sleep in a dormitory with other people uh you're not supposed to masturbate which i was just like it's just 10 days it's fine like i'll i'll go through it but just by knowing that it was forbidden, that I wanted to do it. <laughs> and then men and women are separated. And only when we do the big meditation, we all together, but in two different rows. So you can mm-hmm. see them from the corner of your eyes. And for some reason, a lot of people cannot stop thinking about sex during those 10 days. Oh it's nuts. It's nuts. And so I did those 10 days and I went through a lot of things. And when I came home, um, I was living in a collective house, and um, so my housemate had a friend that was staying over for like a few weeks. So I come back, I'm all zen, all meditative, it was great, I'm all relaxed and everything. And then this guy is there, and he's pretty handsome. And uh, my friend are just like sitting with the elbow and be like, ah, you should go and check him out, and blah, blah. And so I end up with that guy, and it was. I didn't know that guy was a perfect stranger, but for some reason, with all the calm and the relaxation I had for 10 days, Mm. I had the most easiest vaginal orgasm in my life. Like, it was crazy. Like, I was with that guy. I didn't know. He didn't know my body. I didn't know his body. And we ended up, like, making love. And I was like, wow, how did that happen? I had no idea. And he was like, wow, you know your body pretty well. I was like, uh, yeah I guess <laughs> and so after all this experience I thought okay there's something there like the mm. obvious that I need to like take from that 10 days silent retreat meditation and mm-hmm. bring to my life in my sex life so wow. I started like slowing down after that um, I was exploring polyamory so after mm-hmm. that all the other partners that I had I told them, I was like, we're slowing down. You have to slow and go super slow. And if you think you get, you're going slow, you have to go slower. 
Like it was like, you couldn't, you couldn't do it any other way with me. And we're just like, you have to be super slow. We need to like feel all the subtle sensation that we usually like pass by like super fast. I want to feel everything. Even if it's not an orgasm, if it's just a sensation, I want to feel everything. So it was really an an amazing exploration as well um, to like do that. So I would say, yeah, meditation and slowing Mm -hmm. down. Like those two in the bedroom and keeping breathing. Like if you keep breathing and don't hold your breath and don't judge yourself. Like if you catch yourself Mm -hmm. holding your breath and tensing, it's normal. We've been programmed to act like that when the pleasure is coming. We've been programmed to like act like that, uh, to tense Mm -hmm. the body and hold our breath. So don't judge yourself and just like catch yourself and just relax and uh, focus on being with your partner instead of like thinking about your grocery list or mm-hmm. what you did yesterday or I should have said that I should have done that or what you have to do tomorrow really try to bring yourself back bring yourself back and I think the eye gazing with your partner is a really mm-hmm. good way to like bring yourself back wow. if you're masturbating it's gonna be a little bit more like difficult but like going back to the breath it's like in meditation so you can do that solo you can do that with a partner but it's it's really intense and it's magical even if compared to when I was 20 and 30 I have less orgasm Mm -hmm. now but they are way more fulfilling like I don't need I don't need five in a row anymore I need one that lasts I don't know how long they last but they last way longer and after that I'm in bliss completely so mindfulness 100% wow you know with the eye gazing like I find that so hard to do. There's something about it where I'm like, oh my God, they are looking directly into my soul. And like, it's just, I find it almost painful. Like, have you ever experienced that? Um, I did. And what I would say to you would be, what was the difference between them looking directly in your yoni? it's the same like they can see like such like a huge universe Mm. and it's okay but it's not okay in the eyes so it's really interesting like I've been there for sure and yeah yeah, it's more like we feel naked but like in another dimension right you feel completely naked when they look at you in the eyes and it's like you cannot hide you cannot put a mask on they're gonna see you have a mask on it's like some people don't want to be looked at when they are orgasming because they have they cannot they cannot put a mask on they cannot hide there's pure pure like human being in that in that moment right so i think it's still our shield that we've been taught to put in front of us to be strong Mm -hmm. or to be whatever to be smart or and the shame that's still around sexuality, there's so much shame. It's crazy. It's like crazy. And as women, I would say also, we've been taught to protect ourselves because sex mm-hmm. is harmful. And there's a lot of women who have experienced um, sexual abuse. So you really have to protect yourself. If, and if you do eye gazing during um, lovemaking, you have to make sure that your partner is safe. Don't do that with... Mm-hmm any person that you're not completely sure that they're gonna be safe wow okay you've opened my eyes like a lot of I feel like I've got a lot of like self-growth to do in this area because I feel this that's very like self-conscious um Mm -hmm. when it comes to intimacy like I'm okay 
when it's like you know go 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 but when it comes to like really like opening the heart and um yeah just sharing that vulnerable side of me I find it so difficult and I know that I can't be the only woman or man that feels that way mm-hmm. um, what are like some of the biggest blocks that come up that you've noticed like with your client people like your friends um yeah in the bedroom I think the biggest one that I noticed so far is the disconnection between the woman and their yoni, their genitals, mm-hmm. there's a huge disconnection. They want to be touched there. They want to be licked and kissed there, but they don't want to do it themselves. They use props to touch themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, if I if I ask them how they masturbate and if I suggest to use their finger, they feel offended. Like, what are we, why would I want to touch me right there? It's gross. Yeah. And I was like, well interesting that you think your genitals are gross because that's your genital so i feel mm. that's what i notice the most is how women feels a woman or um people with vulva how they feel about their genitals is gross and i think it's all the thing we've been hearing for decades about you need to douche you need to clean which is by the way really harmful to use any scented product Douching is the worst you can do to your vagina. Like, and I say vagina for the inside. Some people use vagina to like talk about the whole genital. Vagina, it's only mm-hmm. the, the canal that go inside. And you shouldn't wash and use any scented product because it's, it's uh, toxic and it's irritating. So you're going to irritate mm-hmm. actually your skin instead of wanting it to smell like flower and peach or tropical fruit, which it doesn't smell like that. So why would you want to make it smell like that? Um, And I know it by experience because I, uh, back in the day in my twenties, I used to like try that little thing you could have at the store to like kind of douche or something like that. And every three months I was at my gynecologist because like all my um, natural bacteria uh, inside my vagina was completely fucked up. So it was itchy all the time. It was painful. And it's because I was doing that because the commercials were, were telling me that that's what you have to do, right? And all the, the magazine for women. So I was not smart mm. enough at that time to understand like, no, like it's like, it's like an oven. It's like self-cleaning. So yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm just wondering, like, for someone who's really, like, disconnected, you know, is it, like, a long process? Do you kind of have to, like, retrain the mind to, like, have that relationship or or could it be, like, a, a quick fix? It really depends on the person. Some person are already starting their journey towards um, a lot of awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be faster for them I suppose uh, I have no data or no research about that but I suppose if you're already starting to open up your mind to something mm-hmm. new like, like I don't know psychedelics uh, I'm, I'm taking example from your podcast that I listen to uh, psychedelics or like any therapy or anything if you're already opening your mind to that then it's going to be um it's going to be easier and quicker for you to open your mind about like loving your body mm-hmm. and loving your genital if you just start and I know because I've been there I was very close mind um, decades ago 
So if mm-hmm. you're just starting, it's going to take some time and it's going to take like a lot of books to read. Um, yeah. And there's some help out there that you can find some, yeah, some therapist or some coach or whatever you, you need to um, help you go through that journey. But it's worth it 10 times, even more than that. <laughs> oh my God, that's incredible. So what's next for you to explore? What's next for me? Um, well, actually, tonight with my friend Alicia that you interviewed two yeah. weeks ago, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. we're doing our first uh, woman group where we're going to mm. spend, I think it's one hour and a half or two hours. We're going to um, uh, serve uh, Sananga and Rappers. Sananga is um, plant-based, um, plant-based. It's plant medicine uh, eye drop. And the wrap mm. is the nunu that you smoke, the tobacco that you uh, blow in the nose. Oh, yeah, so we're yeah, gonna yeah. do we're gonna do that uh, with a group of women, and we're gonna do like so. My friend Alicia is gonna sell the medicine, and then mm. I'm gonna start a workshop about actually connected to the yoni and connected to the feminine sexual power uh, wow. tonight. So I'm super excited about that. This is the first one, and it got like full quickly. So we're gonna. I think the goal is to have one for every full moon and maybe one for every new moon. Oh so, my god. Yeah, it's it's so important for me to bring women together because like I said, I was very, very close minded before and any women's group I would run the other way. I would not go in a women's group because the same as uh, eye gazing with your partner, I think in a women's group I you cannot really hide. And I've been hurt by women and girls when I was a girl, so it was hard for me to step in and go in a women's group. And now I see the value of being all together and mm. share together because, uh, like I said, there's a lot of shame around sexuality. And mm. the shame leave and grow in the dark when you don't talk about it. But when you start opening up and sharing shame in the light, the shame disappears. So wow. when we start doing that, work together then we can heal together and grow together so i'm so excited for this event oh my god i i I know that will be amazing i'm excited (laughs) for you wow yeah i i um i agree with what you say about shame it's kind of like it it doesn't have any power once you bring it into the light i've started doing that within myself like accepting like the dark parts of me and once i accept it it's like oh okay it really has no power anymore but yeah wow that's beautiful so where can people uh, connect with you on social media uh social media and website i took the same handle so it's easier it's sex coach adeline Mm. and the website think it's done i think i finished the last bit tonight yeah. <laughs> uh it's sexcoachadeline.com oh that's awesome well thank you so 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 much for coming on i've learned a lot from you and i've actually realized that i thought i had a really good relationship with my body but i still have such a long way to go and i'm happy that you've brought that into my awareness because now i can strengthen that relationship within myself so yeah thank you for coming on well, thank you for having me. And it's an ongoing journey. I will never be done. You will never be done. It's like yeah. always, always more to learn.